Jalen in San Francisco Bay Area. Jalen's in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh. This- stop, stop, stop. Ow! Uh, that, yeah, I, I went there, Mike. I uh, went there, motherfucker. Hey, hey Joey. Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, hey, Mike. <laughs> no one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down the spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike. (laughs) And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe, I think. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another, and we catch up. How was your cool weekend in L.A. not seeing Joe? <laughs> Are we going to start with that? <laughs> um, so yeah, I was in L.A. All, uh, all, well, not all week. I was all weekend, I guess. Uh, Wednesday, or no, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, and then we were supposed to hang out Friday, and it just didn't happen. I don't take the blame on that entirely, though. Why? Well, because I said to you way in advance before like basically i told you i'm going to la and i don't know what the agenda is going to be for the weekend that was like from the very beginning no i'm just saying like i'm not fully responsible so then we had scheduled friday night to kick it but then when friday night came around well friday morning actually i text and told you um the agenda they have for us actually had me busy until 9 p.m i had dinner until nine were you really at dinner till nine though yeah we were actually later than nine so i was kind of glad we didn't like arrange to meet up at nine um because they took us to dinner and then we had to get back to the hotel so i wasn't even back to the hotel until like probably 10 and then um people sat around the bar and it was just like a thing wow was this like a big diabetes was this like a huge diabetes conference or what was this yeah it was um no it was what it is is a company who i'm not going to name because actually i have a story in it a little bit i mean if you want to find out like it's not hard because i shared socially where i was and everything on all the social media stuff but um it, it what it is is this company brings together like diabetes advocates to shape it's basically like a summit come together let's talk about um what you guys want to plan for the year so they fly us all together so that we can collectively talk like that but then the reason they do it and what they get out of it is they tell us uh what we could advocate uh for they can help kind of lead the conversation since they paid for us to get there and stuff so are uh, were these the diabetes superstars yeah like the collectively like um it was just a really big group of people with like a huge everyone there has like a pretty big following online and um, when these people talk, people hear it, you know? Do people come up to you and they'll like, whoa, you're Mike of diabetes fame? No. I mean, everyone there is diabetes related. It, does everybody there have diabetes? Um, there were a couple of people who have children that have diabetes and they don't themselves. Um, and then there is one guy who runs a, a website related to diabetes. Um, but his ex-wife has diabetes it's kind of weird like to get in the diabetes business because of your wife and then you guys get divorced but you're still in that business but 
That's oh, it. I see. What's funny, Joe, we got there. We were staying at the Four Seasons in Westlake. Mm-hmm. And it's when we get there, it's like super fancy. Like really, really fancy. Hotel dropper. Yeah, totally. So we walk in and I'm like, holy shit, they paid it this much for us? Like it's kind of weird. And then we go to dinner the first night, Thursday night. And at dinner, uh, three times, three separate times, maybe more, three different people got up in front of the group to like do introductions and whatever. And three different people from the company said, we just want everyone here to know that we get a really good corporate rate here. And it's about, you know, so much more cheaper here than putting you up and say like a holiday in or whatever, because our corporate rate is so good. We just have this really good corporate rate and we don't want you guys to think that we're spending frivolous, frivolously. Right. And then they get and then to he the... wiped his brow with a hundred dollar bill. And then I was going to tell a joke. Do you want to oh, just do this? <laughs> okay, well then just... <laughs> I'm just kidding. So he th- he's talking about like, we don't want to be frivolous, da, da, da. And then uh, he starts talking about how we're going to get to our meeting in the next morning. And he said that they're going to have limos pick us up. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> but these are really ugly limos. <laughs> well, they... I did actually like challenge one of the organizers just jokingly. I was like, you're, you guys are like, uh, don't worry. We don't pay a lot for the hotel. Now shut up and get in the limo. Like what, what's that about? And she was like, well, really like when it comes down to renting vans or SUVs to bring all of you guys to the location, it's just cheaper to rent three limos. No, that's what she said. No, (laughs) I, I saw the picture. It was like 25 people maybe. Yeah. You could get a big van, and that's not going to be cheap. Three limos, that's three drivers. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree. But maybe they have a relationship with a limo company because they always are doing this or something. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. How about you? How was your week? Um, It was actually pretty fun but uneventful. Um, My mom did ask me for a favor. Mm-hmm. She was like, um, Joey, your father and I have all these aluminum cans that we need to take to get recycled. And I'm an old lady and I really need your help. Right. Okay. And I just hate fucking taking the aluminum cans. One, because my parents, there's two options where they recycle. There's one where you can just dump it off and they weigh it and give you money. Mm-hmm. Or one where you put each can individually into the machine and my parents insist on doing the individual cans in the machine because they insist that they they get more money that way okay right by the way my parents don't need money i don't know why they're doing this okay Uh uh-huh so i go there i go we're gonna just dump it she goes no we're doing it individually so then we go there and actually it was an Mike, it was trash bag after trash bag after trash bag after trash bag of just uh, aluminum cans. Okay. And I was so annoyed. I was so angry. So we pile them into my dad's truck and we take – my mom and I take them to this recycling plant, which is behind an abandoned Ralph's. <laughs> okay. So we do it. Whatever. Ralph's is a grocery store, just so you know. Oh, yeah. Ralph's is a grocery store. So we do it. It takes like an hour and a half, right, to go through all these cans. It's me and just horrible people that take cans to recycling plants. And my mom and I had a silly bet, and I lost the bet, and so I took her to lunch, right? Okay. We have a nice lunch. We clean up first. We clean up. We go have a nice lunch. 
And we come back, and my mom brags to my dad that she's taken all the cans on the side of the house in the bags. And he goes, what about the ones in the trash cans? And she's like, oh. And she goes, you're going to kill me? There's a trash can full of aluminum cans that we need to recycle? (laughs) So I'm like, you got to be kidding me, right? Mm -hmm. So then we take this trash can over to the recycling plant. That takes like half an hour recycle this aluminum these aluminum cans come back i'm like okay whatevs right she calls my dad he goes yeah but what about the two trash cans under the table what and then there were two more trash cans under the table and she i had to go again for the third time to the recycling plant in total you guys made like 14 bucks no she made like 60 bucks but we went a third time to the recycling plant and it had to recycle cans. I was I wouldn't talk to her or look at her. I almost wanted to put her in the recycling machine. <laughs> did she go the third time or did you just no, go no, alone? No, no, no. She went. She went. Oh. And then while, cause while we were there, she got a phone call from her doctor. And there was some paperwork that she needed to pick up. So then we had to drive all the way to her doctor's office in Brea mm-hmm. at 4 p.m. <laughs> in traffic. I was my fit my whole day recycling cans this sounds like my coworkers um and it kind of segues to my next story wait are you done i'm done <laughs> i'm just eternally frozen in this voice i can't speak any other way because this reminds me of, of somebody i work with uh we always go to lunch with each other and she's like um can we just go to whatever, get a salad at whatever, whatever. And I'm like, okay, I could walk to that place. So we're walking there and she's like, oh, we're passing the pharmacy and I have medicine they're going to reshelve. I'm going to go in and get it real quick. So she goes in and it's like high school lunch break. So it's like 14 girls all standing in line to buy like a bottle of water and she's behind them. And then she comes out and we're like going and she's like, oh, while we're here, can I also stop at the ATM? We're right here. We're right here. Uh. Yeah, I hate that. Um, But speaking of her, my other story is when we were in LA, we did like all kinds of like nine hour brainstorming bullshit exercises like that we and I, I say bullshit but we actually got a lot of really great work done but oh god um it's just that kind of like work and at the end of all of this we were going through this exercise where you can ask anything of the group um and she stands up and i feel really proud uh, because she stood up and she was like you know guys there have been some um Oh, I'm the youngest person here. I know that. I uh, know that there have been jokes about my age. Somebody asked if I was even able to drink. Someone said I looked like I was 14. And all of those jokes are are funny and everything. But I want you guys to know that I have, like, a lot of potential. I hope that you guys can try to uh, treat me like an adult. Yada, yada, yada. And then we... uh, Then she took out a lollipop and started jumping rope. And then Joe takes my fucking joke again. I fucking hate you. Okay, I'll I'll take... Edit it out. I can it's edit al- it out. It's almost funny that you did it twice, though. <laughs> I can edit it out. Go ahead. Do your joke. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know. It doesn't sound like you're going to a joke. It doesn't sound like you're going to a joke. I'm sorry. Here, take it, take it a few lines back, and no, I'll edit I can't. it out. 
And then 20 minutes later, we go to dinner, and she's sitting across from me, and she was like, I think I really want wine. And she's, like, looking at the menu, whatever. The waitress comes by, and the waitress says, can I get you guys anything to drink? And she's like, yeah, I want a milkshake. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, well, there's your reason. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um... So, after the whole can debacle, mm-hmm. my mom felt badly, and my dad came home from work, and she goes, we want to we want to take you to dinner. Where do you want to go? Anywhere you want to go, right? And I was so tired, and I just wanted to get you know, just done with it, right? That I was just like, I don't know, KFC. Mm-hmm. And my dad goes, you know your mother can't eat that. Wait, why? Because my mom thinks she's gluten intolerant. Oh, yeah, you told me that. Yeah. Meanwhile, I just saw her eating bread today. <laughs> so, um... Wait, now, did you guys eat at KFC? No, he goes, your mother can't eat that. I'm like, oh, okay. Because um, there's no really... There's nothing near my parents' house anyway. I go, I go uh, what about that pho place? No, Joey, I don't... We don't I, I don't, I don't want to have pho. So, like... I don't... Jack in the box? And he goes... You don't, you don't want to go to in and out <laughs> And I was like, well, then why don't you just say we're going to go to in and out right? We will treat you to in and out Yeah, we're going to treat you to in and out Why do they do this false illusion? Because I kept saying, no, I, guys, I don't care. You guys, wherever you want to go. Like, no, 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 you pick. You pick. We'll go where you want to go. We will pick. They did that a many times. And then finally I would name things and this is what happens, right? So we go to in and out We get the food. We come back. We eat, we eat the In-N-Out, and then my dad turns on. He goes, now nah, let me tell you why I want to get In-N-Out. He wanted to eat In-N-Out and then watch the Huel Hauser where he goes In-N-Out. <laughs> okay. And that was the whole reason? I don't know why he just didn't say, I want to eat In-N-Out and watch Huel Hauser. We've talked about this on this show before, but for those of you that aren't familiar with Huel Hauser, he's an old, um, well, he's dead, but it's kind of an, he re- Joe, go. Hugh Hauser was a local personality. Well, I wouldn't say local, a statewide personality. And he had a show on PBS where he would go to interesting locations in California. And I wouldn't call all of them interesting. Some of them were just kind of. Not well, they were interesting, interesting because of Huel, not because yeah, of him. he made some of the most boring places look interesting. <laughs> and if you grew up in California, you know who Huel Hauser and California's Gold is. Yeah. So. So that. What else? That's all I have. Okay. Um, should we go on to news? <laughs> I guess. We usually, I'm looking at the at the timer right now. We're usually at the 25-minute point for, the, <laughs> for this. I had such a boring week, though. Like, I, I don't know. It was just because I just did that conference, and that's pretty much my week, you know? Yeah. Um, but news stories, I did something different this week. I wrote down. You read my news stories? I I wrote down a couple of uh, bullet points, and I'm just going to tell you the news story based on that. That's what I do every week. I know. Usually I have the news story up, and I sound articulate, but we'll see what happens. Uh, but I wanted to tell you <laughs> – I can't read my own writing. Okay. Um, it, oh, in San Jose, which is up here um, – it's actually where Christina from Greetings from Nowhere lives – um, there have been 13 fires. Did you read about this already? No, I don't know anything la- about this. La- last week, this weekend, um, there it's a serial arsonist. 
setting fires to homes between the hours of 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. Um, he It's kind of scary because he's like still going at it. Uh, 13 fires. Nobody has been seriously injured. There's been injuries, but no, no deaths or anything. Um, there's a $10,000 reward out for him. And uh, it's kind of scary. And, oh, and this is my favorite part. There's a police sketch. I don't think you will think he's cute. There's a police sketch, though, that's circulating. And I think he's kind of hot. Oh, let me look. Hold on. You just do San Jose arsonist and you'll find it. You won't think he's cute because he's skinny. You're going to say he's too skinny. Wait, I like skinny. What are you talking about? But he's, like, really skinny. Uh, I think really? you like, um, not, you like a little bit of meat on the bones, I think. Yeah, hold on. Oh, no, he's cute. Right? You could light my fire. He looks kind of like a Matt Dillon, maybe. Matt Dillon? Oh, Matt Dillon. Wait, who's yeah, that? Yeah, Matt Dillon, the actor. I don't know who Matt Dillon is. Okay, do you have a computer in front of you? Yeah, but I don't have the internet up because I'm trying to focus on our stories instead of zoning out like I did last time. Oh. Um... But there's some conspiracy theories going around already that um, if you're not keeping up with the San Jose news, there's been a lot of budget cuts. There's a lot of like talks about the pension and the the police and fire departments. So there's people saying that this might be related. I guess in San Francisco... Um, a couple years ago, they closed one of the firehouses, and there were a bunch of um, uh, things that were lit on fire. An outhouse and like some other structures were lit on fire right around the same time. Ugh, and, who would light an outhouse on fire? Wouldn't that smell like pooey? Yeah, it's pretty gross. Ugh. And looking at the sketch, is he? Do you think he's white? I think arson he, is such a white person crime. Like, um, what other person? Is there any other race that will set things on fire? Well, uh, this is getting my family history too much. I have a cousin. Um, he's <laughs> Who happens about, to set things on fire. He's 10 years younger than I am. <laughs> and he was in jail for lighting shit on fire. Like big buildings and stuff? You know what? It looks like him. Mike, I'm not joking. It looks like him. But he's in jail. No, he's out of jail. Oh, you just said he was in jail. No, he. Oh, I don't know if I said that for the joke, but he he's out of jail. Mike, wouldn't this be like the biggest thing ever if my cousin, we just cracked the code that my cousin is the San Jose arsonist? And we have it on tape. Why don't you send the, like, the story link to somebody close to him? Well, not like super close to him. I'm going to ask my say... mom. I'm going to tell my mom. Okay. Yeah. So what else? What's happening in LA? I'll bet you... I, Mike, what if it's him? I think he lived up north for a while. That's crazy. That would be just so weird if we caught him on our show. Because, because Mike. Think, think of the press. Like, the, the, we could tell people. Yeah, I'm all, like, on the show. On Go catching listen to this up. episode. Oh, yeah. I know, Mike. I'm not joking. He kind of looks like, he looks like the San Jose arsonist. That's weird. So, what I'm saying is that my cousin's hot. What? <laughs> You said this. the cousin is how old? He would probably be... Actually, I'm trying to think, really. He's probably about 10 years younger than I am. So he's Okay, so totally possible. Maybe 10 to 12 years younger than I am. The reason I bring this up was... So, this is a good story, and since we have time to kill... Um, many moons ago, I uh, 
was going to go, I was living in Newport and I was going to go to the West Hollywood um, uh, Halloween parade. And I was really thin and really cute and young. And I was going to go dressed up as a kissing booth. Okay. Okay. So I'm driving to West Hollywood. This is my first time ever going to the West. I'm meeting Mercedes and other friends there. My first time going. I didn't realize how popular it was. So all of a sudden, I'm three quarters of the way there. And I hit gnarly, gnarly, gnarly gridlock traffic. Okay. So I think I'm super smart. I'm going to turn off the road and I'm going to work my way through and get around this traffic. And then I get super lost. This is the days before GPS or anything like that. And I don't know where I'm going now. Like literally I have no way idea where I'm going. So then I see a gas station. I'm, I'm desperate now. I'm so upset. I see a gas station. Uh, and so I like just go, oh, there's a gas station. I make a left to go to the gas station. I drive into the gas station. Uh, there was no driveway. And I literally drove over the curb, curb? into the curb, and it popped all four of my tires. (laughs) And my car went skidding with sparks into the gas station. And I had to go on a payphone and tell my mom. She's like, where are you? And I, like, read the intersection where I was. And I was, like, crying like a little 22-year-old gay boy, you know, 20-year-old gay boy. Yeah. And she goes, hold on. I think think my, my niece lives around there. Hold on. Next thing I know, within this is why you have to love Mexicans. Within under ten minutes, a car comes around the corner. It's my my mom's niece, her husband, and little arsonist, San Jose arsonist. He's ten years old. Okay. And they're like, "Oh wow! Oh my god! Yeah, we they they had because they're Mexican a random broken down Honda in their house." And they gave me the tires, <laughs> and they put we put them on the car, and I went on my way. That was it. There was no other damage to your car. No, no other damage to my car. So I go on my way. I think I think the alignment was way off, and I think I was like driving, like I was making a left hand turn the whole way. But um, and I had to get that fixed. But um, so anyway, to thank them, um, I took the kid for the weekend. In co- to see to hang out with a bunch of college kids in the weekend, and so I that was actually the last contact I had with him. I spent the weekend with him in my cool college apartment with my cool college roommates, and he was about ten, and I think I was about twenty one or twenty two. So he's like twelve years younger than I am. So we that went means, to a bonfire. So that means and he's I like taught him how to light a fire. That means he's like fourteen now. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Remember there's that thing where I'm secretive about my age? No, he'd probably be about 26 or 27 now. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And how old is um, this arsonist? I don't I don't I don't have the internet up. They and it's just a guess. They don't know who, how old he is. Do you know? Do they have name? his name and no, his address? That would have really helped me crack this case. <laughs> they don't know any of that. Oh. Um, well, actually, we rarely ever record. We're recording late this week because you got back from L.A. and I had shit going on yesterday. But um, we uh, we rarely record on a Monday and big shit happened right now. The Kelly Thomas uh, beating verdicts came in today. Um, uh, I don't know who Kelly Thomas is. I'm going to tell you the story. It's a huge national story. It took place in Fullerton, California. Kelly Thomas was a homeless man. Okay. And these two cops were on trial because they beat him so badly that he died. Okay. 
and they beat him as he was begging for his father. Okay. You know, just kept saying, Dad, help me, Dad, help me, and they beat him to death. And the verdict came in today on the on the cops, and they were, of course, found not guilty. Hmm. By the way, were it's on they, video. Were they working when it happened? Yeah, they were working. Like, it wasn't just two cop men who happened to be cops. No, 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 no. They were cops. They were working. They were called to a disturbance. I guess, so, Kelly Thomas was a known homeless person. He used to hang out around the Fullerton train station and just sort of, like, be a, a crazy homeless person, right? Yeah. And so they got a call that he was harassing people. They came. They knew him. They dealt yeah. with him. And it was one of these things where they handcuffed him and he couldn't breathe and they were beating him. And it's on the video. And uh, he died from his injuries like five days later. And so it, 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 it's it, the cops weren't denying that they beat him. Right. They were saying the defense was. He had a previous heart condition uh, that made him die. That it wasn't because of the severe beating that he took on video. Mm. So, Yikes. And so just looking at this, I guess like the video of it is... Wait, I thought you had no internet. Widely available. Well, I opened it. Oh, okay. It's widely available. Yeah, I've um, seen it. But the prosecutors say that the video is showing these guys killing someone, and then the defense is saying that it shows two policemen, like trying to resta- restrain a violent suspect, right? Who possess abnormal strength. <laughs> yes, he was a superhero. I read the transcript of the tape, uh, like the like the uh, the policeman's audio. I read it a long time ago when the trial was going on, and I remember thinking. There was a point where I was like, "Wow, they're really, really cruel people." They were kind of laughing at him, like he was gurgling. You know, yeah. and they were kind of making fun of him in the transcript. Uh, but I guess you can't if, – if they're not guilty, you can't convict somebody for being, just being an asshole. But I think they're guilty. I think they beat this man. I think cops go crazy sometimes. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's Orange County. But you know what I like about this? It just – the one thing I'll say is cops are just assholes in general. Thank you. <laughs> Regardless of race. Maybe it gets intensified with certain races because Kelly Thomas was white. Uh, but uh, I guess he was also like mentally ill. Yes, would you say? Yeah. So they're not, you know, the most protected class of people either. No. So, whoa! Uh, my story is a little more lighthearted. My next story, uh, you might have heard about this. This was, I think, around Christmas time. So it's been a while, but I've been sitting on it. Um, in a in a flight from San Francisco to New York, an American Airlines flight. Uh, Passengers were using the restroom, and one of the passengers found what looked like a USB stick in the toilet. He reported it. They landed the plane because it was suspicious, and they landed in Kansas City. And this little USB flash thing turns out to be a camera that was taking pictures of people going to the restroom. And the FBI is investigating it, but... um, Look, I could maybe sort of kind of maybe get into understanding how someone would find watching people go to the restroom sort of titillating mm-hmm. but not going to an airport restroom what like are you going airplane air yeah i'm sorry an airplane yeah. restroom those are the fucking tiny it would just be comical it's gross but i'm i mean 
it's invade it's an invasion of people's privacy and that's wrong but i don't understand why the fbi is still investigating it don't you think that you rewind the tape and the first like you have to see the first person on the tape right like when you turn it on and the guy turns it on puts it in and leaves you see it mike maybe the tape is just so fucking hot they just want to fucking just watch this shit over and over again Watch that guy take out his big, thick, meaty Mike Lawson cock. <laughs> I what's funny is I found this. I forget what uh, newspaper uh, I was reading this in online, but somebody in the comments said like, "What? Like we should do all these like negative. Like this is what we should do when we find this guy." And then his the last sentence said something like, "What kind of sick fuck gets off on this?" And then somebody's response was. Oh, somebody flying from San Francisco to New York. We know what kind of sick fuck they are or something like that. And that was so weird. I don't know why I read comments. It just drives me crazy. The comments are always ridiculous on every story. Yeah. I don't understand like why people would read them. There's um what's funny I or what I liked about this story is when they were flying and I guess what else could you do? When they found the suspicious thing, they decided to land in Kansas City. And they told everyone that there were problems with the air ventilation, that they were all safe, but they were going to land so that they could fix something. And so they just landed. Um, they didn't. I, Which is I, the worst thing to tell me. I would much rather hear that people are filming me pee. <laughs> that, that well, they didn't know the it was airplane. a camera. They they thought it was a sp- suspicious thing. It could have been a bomb, you know? Oh, so True. So they just have um, landed, and I you can't say we found something suspicious, which might be a bomb. Well, if so they would have fucking land. filmed you peeing, man. They would have just seen the biggest weapon Stupid. ever. Stupid. I would have. Oh, <laughs> what other stories going on in LA? So uh, uh, this is a story that I don't find find particularly interesting, but I know it'll get you worked up. So that's uh-huh. why I think it's good. But basically, at Merced Elementary School in West Covina. Um, a teacher was, well, uh, some people have raised a big stink because this little kid, they have not named the little kid, but he wanted to hand out, uh, Jesus candy. And they were basically like candy canes. Okay. And it, but Ooh. the candy canes came with a story of the Christian origin of candy canes. And it told this like Christian story about Christ and, and whatnot. And the teacher, uh, Valerie Liu, uh, took the candy away from the kid, and the school told the sister and the kid, I guess the sister helped him, that they couldn't hand out Christian candy in school. So now this Christian group is raising a huge stink about this, and they want, I don't know what they want the ramifications to be, but they're really upset, and they're going to the news media and making a big stink. Mike Lawson. Here's my question to you. What do you think of candy canes? <laughs> I don't really love the flavor of candy canes. I'm not a peppermint person. I'm more of like a winter green sort of mint guy. I like peppermint. I'll tell you what I don't like about these candy canes, especially the little ones. It's like when you get to the, the hook part. They're like, like needles. Yeah, it's super awkward. It hurts your mouth. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, I don't think that this story, I don't, there's not much to talk about really. I think, um, 
I, I'm always curious when like the religious right is getting super angry because I'm I'm guessing I could be wrong, but I'll bet you this is something that Fox News has talked about like once a week at least since it happened and like it's the right is probably enjoying this story so much and this is a war on Christmas and Christians and everything. But I think it's interesting if you replace any uh if you replace the Christian in the story with a Muslim to see how what would my mom say if somebody was going to school passing out, you know, uh, things that had stories from the Quran in it? Oh, what would parents, she say? My parents would lose their shit. It's funny that you say that because during the Christmas season, this is when we're on break. My parents, my parents are actually liberal. They vote for Obama and stuff like that, but they're also super Catholic, and they're big proponents of this war on Christmas. Ugh, I so hear about friends. the war on Christmas all the time. And I heard her telling my, – my mom was on the phone all the time that this guy, the guy that owns The Grove, which is a shopping center in Los Angeles, that he was going to put Merry Christmas and he doesn't care. But you know what? If anybody went up to my parents and said Happy Kwanzaa or uh, Happy Hanukkah, they would lose their fucking shit if somebody did that to them. Yeah. I don't. When it really comes down to it, though, I think the right answer is just allowing every kid to pass out any sort of thing that they want, and that means everything. You know, like it doesn't really hurt any of the. Oh, this is a shocking kids. answer yeah. for me. For me, well, I, 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 I think that's the answer. Be... But I, I don't think that. I mean, if I think that the teacher did the right thing, because there's no way that we would allow every kid to pass out anything they wanted. Oh, you think the teacher passed, did the right thing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I guess the teacher could have done, like, take out those stupid Christian stories. Right. <laughs> See, I went to Catholic I went to Catholic. Here's the thing. How old is the kid? How old is the kid? I don't know. Oh, wait. Yeah. No, I, I do know. I, have, I, have, I actually have stuff here. Hold, please. Christian group is just about lawsuit. Oh, the name of the kid, he's six years old. His name is Isaiah Martinez. And he brought in some candy canes, and they had uh, the apocryphal story about the true Christian mean of the candy. Right. So this kid didn't even come up. He's a pawn. Don't you think? Like, this kid didn't come up with this on him, on his own. He didn't put it all together on Kids his own. Kids are pretty ambitious nowadays, Mike. They often will come up with apocryphal so. stories of <laughs> candy canes. And you know what? This kid's rights aren't being violated. He's free to hand out candy wherever he wants, just not in a public school on the public school's time if they if that's what the rules are. So the Christian group has threatened to file a lawsuit against the school district. I guess Valerie Lou told the kid, Jesus is not allowed in school. But maybe she was talking about like a Mexican kid named Jesus. Who was suspended. Yeah. For passing out religious information. Um so the, a group called Advocates for Faith and Freedom uh called the school's actions toward Martinez hostile and intimidating. And it claimed it violated Martinez's First Amendment rights, which it may actually do. But there have been previous cases which sort of say that, like, children don't have First Amendment rights in school. Right. And really, like, how Christian is it of you to feel like you need to press that upon everybody and that you're going to sue if you're not allowed to do so? I don't know. Fuck the world. Fuck the world. That's my new song. Um. Okay. What do you got going on next week, Joey? I actually wrote it down this week. Whoa. Yes. 
it it was Jose's birthday on Sunday, but we couldn't celebrate it together. Um, so I'm gonna take him out uh, for his birthday probably Friday. Okay. Cool. Where are you guys going? I don't know yet. I gotta plan that. Jose really likes to go on adventures with me, so I'm sure I'll plan some sort of day where uh, I go on an adventure. Maybe we'll go see some sort of basically go on a date. Cool. Basically, <laughs> we we go we eat something and we go do something fun. It's like a it's like a date with no sex. So okay. like most of my other dates. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's, look, it's a date. <laughs> it's basically a date where it ends and then the person goes, has sex with somebody else. So like most of my dates. So, um, then, um, Cameron, he, of the college dropout runaway, he uh, may want to make the best use of his time by going to, we might go to a comedy show together tomorrow, which is Tuesday. Cool. And then, um, see, I'm kind of torn about this i i love talk i'm only really talking about this because i know when i talk about this stuff it irks you but um uh. my friend chris uh was asked to do something but i can't it hasn't been officially uh. announced it hasn't been officially announced yet and i i'm hesitating to say it so um so dumb that thing that takes place on thursday in los angeles uh, i will be going to that um, but it has not been officially announced. So cool. I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it on Sunday. Um, I'm going to be on a radio show tomorrow. Oh, what, this, like, what radio show? There's this man who used to be the personal assistant of Luther Vandross. Mm-hmm. And he is sure. now after Luther. Did you know Luther Vandross had diabetes? Um, and he passed away from like complications related to it. Oh, he did. Hello, yeah. Hello. So this, yeah. So hit this guy who is rather eccentric and flashy, and I, I know where you're going with this, which is funny because you think that Luther Vandross and this guy were really close. Mm, I don't know. I don't. I. I don't know that. No. 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 I don't think that. Maybe. And then the. This guy now is this passionate diabetes advocate who has a diabetes-related show, and the audience is primarily women of um, a generation above mine, kind of like a a mother, sort of older mother age, early grandmother age. And he's just like fabulous and loud and pink and whatever. And the show is called Diva-Betic, and I'm going to be the guest on that show tomorrow. Do you think he's like... Insulin, please don't pump your insulin. Is you... that a Luther Vandross song? No, but I can't oh. think of a Luther Vandross song. What's a good Luther Vandross song? I don't know any. Hold on. I mean, I'm sure I do, but I'm oh, not. Pretty... I'm not a fan of Luther. So, but I'm sure there must be a famous one. the The topic for the day, each episode is in salute to one artist. So. Sarah Bareilles is the artist we're going to be talking about tomorrow, so I have to brush up on my Sarah Bareilles. Um, I don't actually know anything about her. What? She sang that. She sang like a song too, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that, and hopefully that'll be good. And then, and I'm going to totally talk in code, but you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, I have a coworker who mm-hmm. is going to be leaving us. 
Mm-hmm. And that happens Wednesday. So Thursday there will be cake. And oh, how nice. <laughs> yeah. So Wait, I know Luther Jan- I know Luther Vandross is famous, but like his most popular songs on on Spotify are all Christmas songs. I guess the most famous one is this one called the popular one is or okay, let's go never too much. Really? Oh my god, this is horrible music. <laughs> Stop. Alright, Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Short episode today. Yeah, but you know what? It's not too much shorter than what it usually is. It's a little bit shorter, but not too much. Okay. Nice catching up with you. Goodbye. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 uh, um, 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 um